Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. I'm CBS 21 meteorologist Steve Knight along with uh, meteorologist Ed Russo. Edward, how are we? Good. How are you doing, Steve? Long time. Yeah, it's been a while since you and I have uh, been able to knock out a podcast together, but the scheduling gods have aligned and uh, we're we're happy about that. Let's I mean, let's dive right into it. Um, yeah. Tied a record yesterday. 61, was it? 61 yeah 61 pretty amazing it felt like 75 it did you know 60s in february feels like 75 yeah all the time because you know it's not supposed to feel like this yeah there's something just strange about it so your theory i mean you know what what because people are are really starting to uh, obviously not only notice how mild it has been over the last week, but when you, when you kind of look at the winter as a whole, basically only two cold snaps, uh, they were pretty extreme, both of them. Uh, yep. but beyond that, I mean, you know, third largest, I should say third warmest, uh, January on record, you know, what, what, what are you attributing all this to with, with more warm weather in the pipeline? I mean, I think it's just our overall La Nina pattern. Yeah. Um, we just can't get that jet stream over the northern hemisphere to align correctly where it delivers not only um, consistent cold, but cold that also lines up with snow. I mean, it, it's not like every time we get a rain event here, it's bad luck. It's just the, the timing is off, not because of bad luck, but because of the pattern. So anytime we see precipitation, it's always it always comes with a warm up with rain. That's yeah. just the pattern. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I was telling this to Tom a few weeks ago. So we, we look at the GFS. Um, the American the model. model sure. Yeah, the American model. And the GFS in October will always start showing, uh, not always, but a lot of the time we'll start showing a, a fantasy snowstorm two weeks out that never materializes. Right. But that starts in October and goes yeah. through pretty much April. Yeah. Um, and that's just one of the GFS's biases. It tends to over amplify and bring a snowstorm, you know, show a snowstorm two weeks out that's never going to happen. Um, and then, of course, the hypesters on the internet act like yes. it's going to, and that's how that gets out of control. So, anyways, the crazy thing is, I can't tell you the last time I saw a fantasy storm on the GFS. Uh, yeah. In terms of like a bona fide nor'easter. Yeah. It's yeah, been a while. Yeah, yeah. So, right. So, I think that's kind of indicative of this very snowless pattern that we're in that even in the heart of winter the gfs isn't even showing any of its fantasy storms that it normally does every single week i mean it's amazing Two yeah it on, really it has been truly storm. amazing and you know i it's funny I, I i made this comment yesterday and i i did it in uh one of our editorial meetings um last week after Phil made his prognostication and I said, uh, Mark, my words, you know, and obviously I, you know, this is a very educated guess, but I was like, Mark, my words. I know what Phil just said. I know he just said six more weeks of winter, but I'm telling you right now, Mark, my words, February will go down warmer than average. And, um, yeah, At this I point, mean, possibly even, even maybe one of the record warmest, it really could be. And when you consider that we did have that massive cold snap, it was like, it was so funny because 
you know, we get that prognostication from Phil, which I think we all kind of expected. He's, he's only ever called for an early spring 20 times out of like 136 forecasts. So no shock there. But um, so we kind of expected that we were going to get the the six more weeks of winter. Um, but it was just so ironic that uh, that day and into the weekend, I mean, we took a major dive bomb with extreme cold, knowing you and I knowing and telling people and Tom and telling people on air that, you know, hey, this is going to be a very, very short-lived cold snap. And, in fact, we saw it play out where, you know, highs last Saturday versus last Sunday, there was like a 20-degree difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I mean, right. I mean, the writing was on the wall for that blowtorch, February blowtorch. You know, this just kind of screams how, to me how – overconfident phil tends to be <laughs> you know we knew it we saw it coming he didn't even bother looking i guarantee you the groundhog didn't look at one computer model no i, I don't i don't i don't think so and it's we always discuss okay so and you just kind of alluded to it we always always talk about this is that you know long-term precipitation models are not good no. long-term temperature models generally are in the ballpark Yes. You know, so all, more so, yes. Yeah, all he all he all he really had to do. <laughs> he could have looked at CPC, he could have looked at, you know, yeah. anything, a- any indication of but you gotta be some narcissist to think that you can just look at your shadow and and and, yeah. and you say know happen for the next six months. This is so funny. I actually had somebody uh this past weekend uh say to me in in you know in all seriousness and this is one of those you know social situations where i have to really and you know me i have mm-hmm. to try really really hard to not be snarky um basically give a response that is dripping in so much sarcasm that it makes the person feel like an idiot but i literally had somebody ask me and this is a grown per- a person of of roughly my age around 50 say so how does it work like like I understand, like it, it, every year it, it seems like it's around twenty after seven. Like, do they do they like put like um, some bait outside his burrow? Um, like how you know how do how do they how do they get Phil to come out of his groundhog hole on cue? Uh, like right around seven twenty, and I'm I'm going oh my word, like <laughs> you actually think. That they all stand there staring at the at the hole and hope <laughs> that he pops out. <laughs> like they like, legitimately were going, how do they well how, how, logistically, how do they do this? They they must uh they, they, what do they they put bait or is there a special kind of uh like a groundhog call uh yeah. that they do that, 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 that <laughs> lure like how do they lure him out of his hole uh right on cue? And I'm like, yeah, yeah there's 10,000 people there. And they're all staring at the hole. And uh, just magically, he just pops out around 721 every year on Groundhog Day. Knows time <laughs> like that. <laughs> Probably can read the amount of light that's outside and say, okay, it's definitely 721. I looked at this person and I said, you realize, <laughs> right, that the whole thing, while in good fun, is a bigger hoax than professional wrestling. Like you, yeah. you understand that, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some people just want to keep 
keep right right on. right i should right so i should i should have asked that person you know um if if they still leave out cookies and milk for santa right <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 you don't do that whoa, 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 whoa. sorry ed <laughs> sorry ed yeah sorry i you're a big boy now uh yeah. i think i think in fact you can handle the truth ed <laughs> i'm a grown man and i like to give a uh, an older guy with the beard, milk and cookies. What's wrong with yeah, that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nobody would think that's a a, a a man you've never met. Yeah. A, a stranger per met. se. Yes. That's older with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? All right. So yeah, uh, very warm. And you know, it's, it's so, so we're having the classic cold front come through here today. But it's just, it's crazy. It's so warm that even when we get a pretty decent cold front to come through today, I mean, you know, um, had a temperature contrast this morning of 20 degrees between uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. And we've got winds today that at times are up over 20 miles per hour. Like, this is a pretty decent cold front that's coming through. Even then, it's only knocking down our temperatures to where we're still above average i mean when i came in uh overnight ed and and this will not surprise you at all i think there were about three locations and i know one of them was chambersburg they were in the low 60s this morning this morning wow harrisburg was like 56 at 3 a.m i mean i'm going this is february 10th february 9th into february 10th in the middle of the night yeah that's you know like the middle of the night. Now there was a little bit of cloud cover that helped, but still in the middle of the night and it was starting to get a little bit breezy too. You know what I mean? And, and I'm just going, this is crazy Mm -hmm. that we have temperatures that are in the low sixties in the middle of the night in early February. That is astounding. You know, and our, our, our overnight low is probably a, a, a bigger departure from normal than our high. Yeah, you know, I didn't even look. I wonder if we're going to have a record high low. I probably not just because the temperatures are going to fall this afternoon. But 22, I think we should be around 22 for overnight lows. So you're talking yeah. about 30 to 40. And you know, when we talk about oftentimes when we talk about a month that's above average, most of the time it's not because we're getting record highs left and right, it's because our right. overnight lows never cool down. Right. That's it, you know, so you know, it may seem like a warm month because you're out there in the afternoon, but it's more often, at least I've noticed that it's the overnight low that causes our month to be really, really warm, even record breaking in some cases. So, yeah, you know, the thing is too, is that it'd be one thing if this was a, you know, a spike and extreme, uh, we do see that happen. Um, you you know, famously, I, I believe you were on the air, uh, the one year, was it Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, where we were like in the 60s? Yeah. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. So actually, I think it was a week after. We week after so. Storms on Christmas Eve, but I remember shortly after New Year's that same year. Yeah. I was remoting from home. Right. Yeah, we did have a line of storms come through Christmas Eve, and I'll be like, I'll be darned if I'm going to have to, if there's going to be like a tornado warning pop. Right, right. On Christmas Eve, I'm not yeah. at the station. I'm at home because, you know, it's it's the heart of COVID. right. It, it, everything was shut down and um state college was talking about a 
a isolated brief tornado threat. Yeah. And it's like, I just want this Christmas Eve to be yeah. relaxed. I don't want to have to. So, so that I, was like a, a a quick spike, right? The, uh, you know, right. 24 hour, 36 hour spike. But It'd then, be one oh, thing. And then a week later, though, we had a, uh, we were at 72 at midnight. Yeah. And I remember. I remember I went outside and like sat on uh, my back porch and just sat there going, this is great. But the winds were starting to pick up. There was, as you know, just, you know, just ahead of a cold front is when temperatures spike, you know? Um. So, yeah, but, but this, I mean, so we're cooler this weekend, but next week, right now, it looks like every day next week, at least through the work week and most likely through the weekend, the highs are going to be above average and well above average. I pumped the brakes a little bit. I, I feel like I put us in for 64 on Thursday. Yeah, that's I mean, I'm I've I've been looking at it and that seems like a pretty that seems like a pretty solid number for me. I was being a little conservative. Yeah. Like if if I was being aggressive, I could have thrown up sixty-eight and I would have been okay with it. But I was like, ah, you know, let's ways to get there. Let's see. I'm I'm not gonna start calling for now. I already went ahead and looked. And the records for both Wednesday and Thursday of next week, when it looks like both days will be in the 60s, the records are actually in the 70s. Yeah. You um, yeah. So I don't think we're we're going to break any record. But, hey, who's to say? I mean, <laughs> you know, you might see some stuff here over the weekend and, and into next week and we start looking at the data for next week that who knows? Who's to say? I mean, the way the pattern has been and with that record uh, tying day yesterday, I mean, I'm not ruling out the idea that we could – have a 70 degree reading next week i'm not gonna rule it out no way yeah I, I, and i would say that would be on thursday yeah thursday looks to be the peak of it um a, a front coming through with once again rain yep. and then tell me tell me when this stops sounding familiar folks with some rain then it gets breezy and then it gets cooler into the weekend and then it starts um, snowing in western pennsylvania but it doesn't yeah. snow here right yeah yeah erie, erie has a few lake effect yeah right <laughs> exactly like a yeah. four to eight inch sneeze right right as they often do there as you know yeah having worked there but uh yeah so um and you know the way i see it right now and obviously i had talked earlier about you know february being up above average i mean i'm now starting to look toward early march and i don't see any evidence right now that would support a sustained period of below average temperatures yeah i mean we don't i mean below average in march is only going to get you because our, our our high is starting to go up yeah and our average highs so when you're below average in march what's our average high in early march 46 yeah i i did put up a graphic when we when we got our average high up to 40 which was about a week ago i made a graphic and i'm pretty sure that march 12th is the day that it goes to 50 so early march it would, it would be 46 47 yeah yeah, so I, I, you know, if you're if we're not significantly below, it's going to be we haven't been significantly below average for a extended period of time. We've been right. well below average for maybe one or two days, Christmas and right. we experienced, you know, in, in early February. But right, you know, it, it's a hard ask to get sustained cold, especially in this La Nina winter. Let alone sustain significantly below average. 
So I don't think it's happening in March. Now, could we get it lined up for a couple of days where we do get, you know, cold and, and maybe a snow event? Sure. But yeah, I, you know, it could be the, the other thing is the only time we've had snow this year, this happened on the 23rd of December. And I can't remember this happening. We got a fresh snowfall of a couple inches and then it melted 12 hours later sure. as it woke up in rain. I've never seen accumulating snow then melt that fast, that fast. 12 hours later that that happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago too. Yeah. That's kind of strange. You know, usually it hangs around for a few days and then melts. Yeah. But, you know, we get this front end thump and then it we get, we climb to like 50 with rain, which melts it all 12 hours later. All right. Can't... So all this is going to, we're going to, we're going to wrap up here. I'm going to ask you yeah. a question and I'll, I'll give you my answer first, but um, our boss, our news director, Brian, uh, we were just actually just making some small talk and, and what do people do when they, in general, when they're making small talk, they talk about the weather and <laughs> that's all walks of life, uh, as you know, but you and I get it more than anybody, right. You know, oh, um, oh yeah. everybody always wants to chit chat with us about the weather, which is cool, but that's no. my safeguard for like on a first date. If it gets awkward, just go right to weather, Ed. Go right to weather. Don't get too technical. Go right, 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 to right, right, right. Don't, don't, yeah, right. <laughs> don't start talking about negatives and positives. And, right? <laughs> but um, at any rate, so our boss asked me, uh, this was probably Monday or Tuesday of this week. He was like, do you think, he's like, come on. He goes, you know, eventually we're, we're going to, we're, we're, you, you know, this all means that we're going to, we're going to get pummeled and we're going to have, you know, the big one. And I said to him, I was like, the big one, as in like, you know, inches. 10, 10 inches plus of snow. And he was like, mm. he's like, well, what do you think? What do you think about like, even like an eight inch snowstorm? And I was like, yeah, cause I was like, I get that. An eight inch snowstorm is, is, you know, that falls in the parameters of being highly disruptive, a shutdown snowstorm, really tough to drive in, you know, that eight inches plus kind of brings things screeching to a halt for at least a day. Right. Okay. So I was like, okay. And I was like, well, I was like, look, if I was a betting man, there is no way I'd place a chip right now on the idea of there being an eight inch plus snowstorm. You know, my caveat always is you can never say never with weather ever. Um, but you know, if, if you're asking me, I was like, I, at this point in time, the idea of an eight inch plus snowstorm, I, I said at best 20% at best, but probably more like 10 to 15. And uh, he was disappointed because he wants he wants a big storm. But so I ask you, Ed Russo, the same question. Odds or percentage chance of an eight inch plus snowstorm still to come here as we transition from February into March and even April, really? Well, I think, you know, and I think our, our news directors kind of thinking, you know, what what can a, a great big weather event during ratings period? Oh, sure. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. Not happening during ratings period. Yeah. I'll tell you that during the yeah. February ratings period, but March possible, but I, I don't see it in March either. 10 to 15% chance. Yeah. I, it, you just be, you know, one of the things I brought up during our winter weather preview, you know, and we talk about all the different things, but if you remember, I went and um, I ran the numbers for the previous 24 months and 
18 of the previous 24 months had been above average. And you remember I said, I was like, why would we think that all of a sudden we're just going to, especially in a La Nina year, why would we think that all of a sudden that's going to come to an end dramatically? Right. You know, even if I, even if I start to see models suggesting a snow event five, six days out, yeah, I'm going to be very, very, I'm going to bank on a trend within day three or four of it getting warmer and rainier here. Yeah. Uh, I would be so skeptical because we just have not been able to match up the jet stream. As you said, back at the start of this podcast, along with the cold temperatures, it just has not worked out and not even remotely close really. Right. Right. And it's not again, a thing of bad luck necessarily. It's just in this type of pattern. Yeah. Whenever we get precipitation, we warm up. It comes with a warm front. It comes, yeah. It comes, comes with a, you know, maybe yeah. a brief period of snow at the beginning, but then warms up, changes over to rain. Yeah. Yeah. And, and La Nina years also tend to uh, squash uh, the, the, uh, the nor'easter chances as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. just because of the overriding, overriding uh, pattern. I got to wonder, um, you know, how the ski resorts around here have been doing over the past few years. I know some of them have, you know, yeah, zip lining uh, during sure. the summer, but yeah. I mean, geez. Yeah. Round top, uh, round top mountain resort. They have stayed open. And I know that the, you know, they obviously last night didn't help them, but a lot of times they've got enough of a base and a lot of times it's been cold enough overnight for them to have the, you know, the snow guns on and they have been able to stay open. I don't know how much of their terrain is covered, but uh, God love them. And I, you know, look, we feel for everybody that's, you know, really into the, the winter sports and, and boarding and skiing. It just, it hasn't worked out. No, it, it hasn't. You know, I've been a, you know, I snowboard myself, but I just, I, I'm not going to go. I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I like the powder, you know, the yeah. powder is great. And we just haven't, unfortunately, we just haven't been able to really get that. Conversely, I've got a good friend of mine, um, his thing, he and his wife, um, they have a, a touring bike motorcycle and he was texting me. He's, he, you know, he's an early riser and, uh, he was texting me yesterday morning going, really 60 degrees this afternoon. <laughs> I'm going, yeah. yeah. Right, and he's right. like, I can't wait to get the bike out. He goes, this is crazy. And he was saying that he had had it out on uh, Sunday. Um, they were down in Maryland and it was warm enough there. Obviously they were layered up a little bit, but so, you know, the yin and the yang, um, yeah. those that uh, enjoy winter sports disappointed, uh, those that are motorcycle enthusiasts, golfers, I got a text yesterday from Michael Gorsinger. Uh, he was golfing on his day off yesterday. So there you oh, go. I got to tell you, Mike is, he is just, Mike has really grown to like me and it's because I'm just always giving him a, a, a warm, a warm <laughs> week of weather. I was say, it couldn't be your, uh, your wit. And charm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Mike genuinely likes me. Right. Or if he just likes me because I've just been saying everything he wants to hear for the past, right. I can't even remember. With Mike, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a rogue shark. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ed. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up uh, this edition. Good, uh, good catching up with you, my man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You too, Steve. We'll have to do it again. We'll do it again soon. All right. We appreciate everybody tuning in to another edition of It's Raining Mets.